We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Microsoft Teams is helping a bicycle company reinvent the way that they work. We make bicycles for everyday riders. Once the pandemic hit, we started doing virtual visits. All of a sudden, we could open up our showroom to customers around the world. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash Teams. Welcome to Rotowire's DFS NHL Thursday podcast. Hi there, hockey fans. I'm Paul Bruno here with AJ Schultz as we bring you the Thursday edition of our DFS series of podcasts on this March 30th. Can you believe it's already March 30th, AJ? Holy Unbelievable. Man. It's a- Unbelievable crazy uh tonight we're going to focus on a slate of nine games and i'll remind you before we get into it to follow me at statsman 22 and you can follow aj at aj schultz 24 you can also look for my week our weekly hockey puck uh, podcast called Puckcast with statsman and aj where which we record every tuesday with news and notes from around the league as well as a dfs outlook so all right aj uh let's before we get into tonight's schedule anything on your mind and also i'll give you an opportunity to give our listeners a uh, a, a reminder of a great opportunity that we offer every week yeah i mean a, as you mentioned it's it's the end of march already you know hockey uh, regular season's already getting close to wrapping up you know there's still some important battles out there to be decided as far as uh, playoff seating goes but i i can't believe we're this close to the end of the regular season already um but yeah uh, as as you mentioned, uh, a reminder that throughout the week, if our, any of our listeners have questions about uh, their lineups, season long, daily, whatever you have, uh, you know, just tweet at us. Uh, if you have questions about hockey in general, we, we'd be happy to answer any questions. Uh, as Paul said, you can reach me at AJ Scholes 24 and you can follow Paul, the Statsman, at Statsman 22. It gives me pause, AJ, that we're close to the playoffs. Maybe on our next show, we can talk about some of our, our playoff uh pool ideas for uh, stacking teams or in season long or playoff uh, long uh, battles if they're playing uh, a similar stretch to the real regular season pools we'll give them our strategies for that sort of thing but also we'll be doing the dfs for the first couple of rounds of the playoffs as i understand just like we did last year so plenty more hockey to come in these podcast forums 
And uh, yes, let's get on with tonight's slate. There's nine games on tap, and I'll take us through the early ones, AJ, with Columbus. A uh, favorite, they're minus 130 on the money line with an over-under 5.5 at Carolina for 7 o'clock start. The New York Islanders in a divisional battle against Philadelphia, who are fanning their faint and fading playoff hopes. The Flyers are a minus 135 favorite. The over-under there is 5.5 for that 7 o'clock start as well. Then Dallas trying to play spoiler at Boston, where the Bruins are a heavy favorite with a minus 235. That's the biggest one on the, on the list today, uh, with the over-under set at 6 for the 7.30 start. Florida visits the Canadians in Montreal, uh, where the Habs are a minus 170 favorite. The over-under under set at 5, and that's a 7.30 start. And then Detroit, freshly eliminated from the playoffs by my very own Maple Leafs, actually, when you look at the combination of events last week. They visit Tampa, where the where the Bolts are are making a late flurry to try and be a factor in the postseason. They are a minus two ten favorite. The over under set at five and a half for seven thirty there, and uh, we got four more tilts. AJ, yeah, starting at eight o'clock, our late set of games. You got Ottawa traveling to Minnesota, uh, the Wild, the minus one sixty five in that one, a, a five point five over under. Uh, Anaheim are heading to Winnipeg. Now, there wasn't a line on this one, uh, but I would hazard to guess that Anaheim's going to be the favorite. I would probably put them uh, similar to Minnesota, probably around that minus 150, 160, somewhere in there. Could be a little bit higher. Uh, And then the other game we don't have a line on is Toronto at Nashville. Uh, This one's probably going to be a little bit closer. I think whichever side uh, Vegas would hedge uh, towards, you're going to see probably closer to a 110, 120 line on that one. That's it's just kind of my ballpark. I, I could be way off there. Uh, and then the last game of the night, San Jose at Edmonton. Uh, the Oilers, a minus 130 in this one. Uh, that's a five over under in that one. Uh, that that 130's got to be home ice advantage, you got to believe. Well, you look at this guy. He's adding a, a bookie uh, <laughs> thing to his resume. Okay, AJ, great stuff there with uh, two lines that we don't have. I think you're pretty close on that one. Nashville should probably be a narrow home favorite, I would think, in the Leaf Tilt. They've had trouble down there in uh, Music City, but uh, we'll see what happens there tonight. I know I'll be tuning in, but I got a neat thing going on. Before we get into the show, I got a neat thing going on tonight I didn't mention to you. But I've been invited as a season ticket holder to the Royal Ontario Museum tonight where the Leafs executive and the Raptors executive is hosting an event. And it was a great photo op a couple of years ago that I went to and I took all kinds of pictures with the senior brass of of both clubs, uh, Brendan Shanahan, Masai Ujiri. Uh, and a lot of other uh, former players and so on. So I'm really looking forward to, th- to that tonight. And I'll put some pictures up on uh, social media. Hopefully our listeners will get a kick out of that too. In the meantime, we have a new sponsor uh, that has been with us for the last several weeks, and that's pristineauction.com. They have a daily auction ending nightly with hundreds of lots for sale, tons of stuff for the man cave, always something perfect for a fan of any team. And if you're concerned about authenticity, that's so important. They give authenticity and guarantee it to all items that come with an authentication from only the most trusted of sources. Then, uh, in terms of affordability, most people don't think they can afford this stuff, but I'm going to tell you in a minute about a couple of lots that make you, should make you realize that it's much more affordable than you think. When mentioning uh, this group, I want to m- make sure that you understand the spelling of this, because if you don't, you'll never find them, probably. It's P-R-I-S-T-I-N-E auction. There's no spaces, no dots, no dashes. 
And I'll, now I'll get into a couple of these items. AJ, you might get excited about one of them. But uh, first off, Patrick Kane signed jersey for 141.75. You know how much does a hockey jersey cost these days? Anyway, it's probably right around that ballpark. You can get one a, a future Hall of Famer to sign it. Uh, that, that's pretty good value. But uh, more pertinent to you probably is the fact that I saw a Matt Murray signed Penguins full size hockey mask. For $98.75, I've seen pictures of it, and, and it looks like the real deal, AJ. I'm, I'm impressed. Yeah, I might be snatching that up there, although you know, if any of our listeners out there won big on their, their leagues or, or contests with our advice, feel free to snatch it up and send it our way. That's a, <laughs> Hey, good. It never pays to advertise. It pays to advertise, I should say. Uh, it's quick and free to, uh, to register on this uh, site, and you only pay when you win. And uh, lastly, I'll remind our listeners, please, to do us a favor in terms of the How Did You Hear About Us section of this site. Rotowire is listed in the drop-down. Give us a nod there. We'd love to, to know that uh, our words are having an impact on these, these particular ads. So th- thank you very much in advance for that. Go ahead and take a look. There's lots of great things available today. In any case, let's get into the FanDuel picks for the day, AJ. We'll take a look at the board at center and uh, see that there's, of course, premium talent on the ice at the center position. And let's take a look at the top guy all by himself, Connor McDavid at $9,200 against San Jose. Uh, The question on these premium guys at the high end, AJ, for me is player fade. I I think I'm going to suggest fading him tonight. And, And what concerns me is the matchup. I mean, Martin Jones has been stellar. Uh, Now, he hasn't been confirmed. They've been kind of switching it up. They're heading into a back-to-back. So it could be Aaron Dell, but he's been solid as well. Uh, And so for the matchup, I I think I fade him tonight just because he he could have a tough go. But at the end of the day, it's still Connor McDavid. He's still been racking up points. Uh, So if you put him in your lineup, you're probably going to get something out of him. But when you're spending that much, you want him to hopefully have a big night. And I'm just not sure it's going to be there against the solid net minding of the Sharks. Yeah, I love that call. I mean, if it was against a bottom feeder team in the league, then I'd make, make a better case against what you're calling. But I, I'm right there with you, AJ. It's just too much money for uh, a ga- in a game where the teams are pretty competitive, I think. And, and it means a lot to San Jose, too. So you can bet they're going to bring their A game. And I wouldn't be surprised if they don't... St- I would be surprised if they don't start their starting goalie, Martin Jones, in this till tonight. Let's go down into the next section, AJ, where we're talking about three guys in the plus 8,000 range. we got John Tavares. Tyler Sagan. Of course, Steve Stamkos is out with a knee injury. I'm not really sure why they list him in, at $8,200, bucks, but you take your chances if you go with him, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> but Tavares and Sagan, uh, do either one of these guys attract you one more than the other, let's say? Well, yeah, I, w- I will mention Stamkos did uh, yesterday uh, take some line rushes, did some power play work, so he's definitely working his way back, but he's not going to be in tonight. So don't, don't use him at all. I can't stress that enough. <laughs> Um, but maybe looking forward, a, a nice option still. Of the other two guys, I like uh, Tavares tonight at 8,300. He's got 12 points in as many games. He's put up 45 shots during that 12-point streak. He's averaging over 21 minutes a night. His shooting percentage is 11.1%. I mean, there's nothing you can say about this guy right now that's uh, going to be a knock on him. The matchup against the Flyers, they're surging they've been playing well um, their goaltending's been better but at the end of the day it's it's not like uh they're fielding an elite netminder at this point so Tavares probably is going to get his points yeah you know what I'm going to make a case for Tyler Sagan in this pairing because just because of the familiarity that, that he has with Boston and the history that he has with Boston you can't tell me that he hasn't got this date circled and thinking 
if his team's not going to make the playoffs, he's going to do his darndest to make sure Boston doesn't, and that means he's going to play his big game to up uh, uh, to tilt things in uh, the Stars' favor as the visitors in a game Boston has to have. So you might get a lot more out of Tyler Sagan than, than even normal. And nor- what's normal for him is pretty good. He's still one of the top snipers in the league. So I'm making the case for one. You make the case for the other. Uh, they could both find their way into a couple of our lineups tonight, I'm sure. Uh, beyond Stamkos, then let's go down to the 7,000 range. we got Ryan Geslaff, who's day-to-day with a lower body injury, uh, suffered in his last outing. That tilt is against Winnipeg, so a pretty interesting matchup in terms of the uh, defense that the Jets offer there. But speaking of the Jets, the next guy up is Mark Shifley at 7,600. You might make a strong case for him, too. There's two other guys in this range. I'm going to include one of them in my lineup and might surprise you with the pick there later on in the show. So I'll save that one. But what, what do you like in the 7,000-plus range, A.J.? I actually do like Ryan Getzlaff tonight uh, for 7,900. Now that's obviously if he's healthy and in the lineup, but he was close to playing uh, in their last contest. He was kind of a, a, a lat, last minute scratch on Tuesday. And so I think, you know, the extra couple of days here, I think he should be good to go. And uh, so for me, if he's healthy, Ryan Getzlaff, he's got eight assists in his last four outings and Winnipeg's uh, fielding the second worst power uh, penalty kill uh, in the league. Uh, at 76.9%. So they're definitely going to give up some power play uh, opportunities and goals. Their net mining isn't as strong as as you would like if you're a Jets fan. Uh, And so Ryan Getzloff, if healthy, I think at 7,900 is the best option in this group. But you really can't go wrong. No, you can't. And the reason why is because two of the other names here are Patrice Bergeron and Austin Matthews. You can certainly make a case for both. Matthews has been a a stalwart on the road for the Maple Leafs, particularly all season long. And he just sniped his 35th goal, which is a Leaf rookie record, uh, passing, surpassing Wendell Clark, who set that record in the 85-86 season. But I'm going to look at Patrice Bergeron tonight in that same Dallas-Boston matchup. Bergeron has t- topped the 15 FanDuel points and, and 20 FanDuel points in more than half of his last eight games, and the Bruins need him big time against a Dallas team that's pretty suspect on the defensive side of the puck. We've talked about their goaltending all year long. I know AJ ranks them probably near the bottom of the league in terms of <laughs> the goaltending tandems. I, I I'm a little bit uh, more nicer to them but in than that, but not much of late. So Bergeron, to me, looks like a real good pick in this price range. What about the, the 6,000s, AJ? We got Claude Giroux at $6,900. He's playing a little bit better of late, and uh, certainly the Flyers, another team that is really on the fringe of playoffs contention. They need a big effort from him against the Islanders in what should be a pretty uh, high-energy tilt. Uh, these teams don't like each other. A lot on the line there, but uh, maybe you can make a case for Giroux. But anybody else in the 6,000s that uh, attracts your attention? Well, yeah, Giroux is the highlight here, even though he's at the top of the price range at 6900 uh, we've talked on, on our Tuesday podcast about his uh, scoring drought. That's up to seven games, um, but he does have six helpers over there. The Isles have given up 13 goals in their last five contests, so they're not uh, you know, stopping uh, too many guys from scoring. And so uh, this might be an opportunity for Giroud to get in there. Uh, I, you know, The other options in, in this group, you've got a ton of first-line uh, players here, but actually I like Nazem Kadri, even though he's a second-line option for Toronto. Uh, they're going up against Nashville. Uh, this is an important game for both teams. Uh, so you have to imagine both sides are going to bring it, you know, Kadri's, uh, been, uh, you know, right around, uh, you know, 13 points for much of the season. He's a little bit more of an up and down player. He's not quite as consistent as some of the other guys. So, uh, I'd use him more in GPP contests than I would in 50 fifties. Um, but in this range, I think Giroux 
or Kadja are two guys that I'll be taking a look at. And two of the guys that I'll take a look at include one guy who's in that same game. I'll look at Ryan Johansson for Nashville at home ice. He's a big, rangy center. The Leafs have, of course, a budding young one in Matthews, but I think in terms of corralling this guy, it's going to be a tough assignment. Probably Kadri gets it if they go head-to-head. Uh, of course, Nashville has the home ice, so they might try and avoid that matchup. But uh, Johansson's averaged over 10 FanDuel points per game. The other guy I really like in this range, though, is Eric Stahl, who's had a, a career resurgence, AJ, that we didn't forecast at the beginning of the season. But he's been playing lights out, got goals in each of his last three games. Of course, Minnesota's been a very tough out at home, one of the, the best home ice advantages in the league, and, and Stahl is a big part of that. So I really like him in this particular matchup and may use him in, in my, one of my lineups tonight. Uh, beyond that we've got an injury note Tyler Johnson out with a lower body injury as most people know against Detroit otherwise he would be a very attractive pick right at the low end of this range but before we go over to the bargain hunting section we got to look at the 5000s group AJ we got Miko Koivu Kyle Kyle Turris and Ryan Kessler at the top any of these three guys or somebody else uh, garnering your interest yeah I like Ryan Turris tonight at, at 5900 you know the biggest thing for me is uh, Minnesota actually called up Alex Stalock. Uh, from their their AHL affiliate they're going to give him the start tonight in order to give Dubnik uh, the night off Darcy Kemper hasn't been great as late so they're going to bench him uh, and so I think the untested uh, you know he uh, Stalock's been decent in the minors he, he hasn't uh, fared poorly but there's a lot going on to get called up yesterday be in the nets uh, you know tonight it, it, it's a lot to handle and Terrace has three goals and two assists uh, in his last four contests along with 15 shots. And so I think the combination here, Ottawa might be a team worth stacking tonight, uh, you know, if you want to try and capitalize on on that goaltending situation. Well, and I'm going to throw the name of Alex Galchenyuk out. The Canadians need this guy to get ramped up for the postseason in order for their their uh, possibilities of a low, long run and i think that he has to look at a game like tonight as a chance to really gain his confidence because florida's goaltending is in a state of flux after james reimer got knocked in the head again in his last game and you just wonder about the florida net minding might be a little suspect tonight so it might be a good opportunity to stock, stack some canadians there and galchenyuk might be a guy that i recommend as part of that stack too uh, let's go bargain hunting, AJ. Below the $5,000 range, there's a bunch of guys here that are second liners. Uh, anybody uh, on your list? Well, for me, I, I'm going to go back to that that Ottawa matchup. Uh, and I think Derek Brassard at 4700 is is a good pick here. Now, he hasn't done a, a much offensively of late, but what I like is that he's still getting the opportunities. He's a second-line player. He's averaging 17.23 of ice time per game. That includes 235 on the power play. So he's getting plenty of looks. Uh, and I think uh, keying in on that Minnesota matchup, I look for him to, to add some production tonight. Well, and I look at a couple of guys that are playing even first-line minutes, and so maybe that's the attraction to, to go after a guy like a Philip Deneau at $4,200 or Braden Point at $4,300. Point has the matchup against the visiting Red Wings who have to be feeling a bit of a downer uh, given that they're eliminated. And of course, Deneau has a favorable matchup against Florida and the aforementioned shaky situation on their blue line. So a couple of first liners in this range that might be worth a look. And then there's a host of second liner guys that you, you could make a case for with similar uh, attractive looking matchups too. 
Let's move it over to the wing position, AJ. And the top of the board here features one Nikita Kucherov at $8,500, a full $800 beyond anybody else's price point here. And he's got the matchup against Detroit tonight. It's a pretty favorable one, but that's a lot of money to pay for him. Uh, Would you recommend that we go that route or not? I am going to play him tonight. Uh, $8,500 is a lot. But Detroit has has been, you know, really weak much of the season. Uh, they've been switching their goalies one for one. Uh, I don't think it really matters either way. I would use them against either netminder. But if they keep uh, that kind of one game split going, you're going to get a look at Mrazek tonight. And I know Howard is the is a projected starter, but like I said, they've kind of been going back and forth one to one here. And if Mrazek's in, that makes Kucher, uh, Kucherov an even you know better play in my opinion he's averaging 31.1 fantasy points in his last five contests that's coming on seven goals and four assists he's the hottest hand out there right now and he's going up against a weak matchup i talked about this with Connor mcdavid that you know his price tag was too high based on his matchup while Kucherov's uh, price tag is not too high with this matchup here. I'm definitely playing him tonight. Yeah, and if you didn't grab him first, I would have jumped all over this too. This is exactly what we were talking about with the McDavid situation. If it was a softer ma- opponent, you'd go that route. But this guy's even cheaper than McDavid, and he's got the quality matchup at home. Uh, the, the Bolts need this game, and they lean on this guy heavily. And you said it best. Uh, the stats show that he's really delivering the goods of late. So full value for that $8,500 and uh, could easily come through big time tonight night for you to make it worth your while if you don't want to go that route though there's about 10 guys eight or 10 guys in the 7,000 plus range including one of the guys who's maybe one of the surprise elements in the scoring race and that's Brad Marchand at $7,700 might you be on him or a guy that's opposing him Jamie Benn who uh, most recently was a the NHL's leading scorer a couple of years ago so uh, there's a couple of great options there in the high sevens but uh, do you like either of them or anybody else in that list well, it's hard to argue against either one of those guys. They've been great of late, but for me, uh, I actually would save a little bit money, a uh, little bit of money, and go with Max Pacioretty for yeah. Montreal. You targeted uh, this goaltending matchup just before we came on air. I saw, I saw that it looks like Reamer is not going to be able to go tonight, so it's going to be Ret- uh, Reto in net uh, for Florida, and I think that's obviously a serious concern. Uh, for them and so I think as you perfectly highlighted earlier uh, stacking Montreal is an option and Max Pacioretty uh, has three points uh, of late uh, in his last five uh, a little bit of a, a goal drought that he uh, kind of powered through um, but he should be good to go and I like him tonight. Well, and I, I like Leon Dreisaitl tonight. We highlighted him on the show as the, one of the studs of the week on Tuesday. Look at what his slate is in FanDuel play. He didn't dip below 16 and a half points in FanDuel play over a seven-game stretch. He went to only eight points his last time out. I say only eight. That's not too bad either. But tonight, I think he gets back on the, off the schneid of a one-game drop and uh, in a game where Edmonton's been, a, been great at home uh, of late, and they're surging toward a playoff spot. There's a lot of excitement around this club, and uh, Dreisaitl is probably exhibit 1B behind Connor McDavid's 1A. They've been wonderful when paired together, and on the special teams, even more dangerous. So Dreisaitl looks like a good play for me in that matchup tonight. And I might also make a case for a guy like a Philip Forsberg against the Leafs. This guy is a dynamic forward. He uh, 
is going to face, a, I think, a questionable situation in the Leaf net as Freddie Anderson looks to make his return after uh, being knocked in the neck and head area a couple of games ago. He missed one game, but is back tonight, as we understand it. I just hope uh, he's in top form because a sniper like Forsberg will take advantage and uh, he's going to give the Leaf defense fits. The Leaf defense is hard for Roman Polak. Not a very physical group, and uh, Forsberg's probably speedier than all of them, so uh, I, I think it's a bit of a mismatch that way, and maybe Forsberg takes advantage of it tonight. I sure hope he doesn't, though. And, of course, uh, let's go down to the 6,000 range now, and we see uh, Patrick Liney's back, uh, projected back in the lineup for Winnipeg. I'm interested to see what he might look like against Anaheim in what might be a decent matchup for him. Uh, do you like that one, or are you, do you, you look anywhere else in the 6,000 range, AJ? Uh, I'm actually going to look at your Toronto Maple Leafs uh, contest. Now I'm going to go on the other side. So that might uh, hurt your feelings a little bit, Paul, but I'm going to go Victor Arvidsson for 6,700. Uh, he, they're likely going to play Anderson. That decision was still uh, forthcoming, but it sounded pretty confident that uh, Freddie Anderson was going to go, which has me a little more concerned than if it was Curtis McElhinney. Uh But Arvidsson has five goals in his last seven outings. That's a 26.3% shooting percentage. Uh, so he's capitalizing on his opportunities. He's getting the top line assignment. And this is a guy that I think flies under the radar a little bit because you don't you know, hear about him as much. Uh, he's not one of the, these big names on the top line that we talk about all the time. Um, I've watched him firsthand playing uh, in the minors for Milwaukee. Uh, he's a great talent. I really like everything he brings to the table. So it's 6,700, uh, a pretty good play for tonight's slate. Yeah, I'm looking at Patrick Laine. I haven't been too complimentary <laughs> of this guy, but uh, he's missed a couple of games uh, of late. I mean, he's a great sniper. There's no question about it. I, I think there's gaps in his game, though, defensively and so on. That's why I've been slagging him a little bit. But he's coming back in the lineup, and you can bet that the Jets know that what Austin Matthews is up to, and he's ahead of Laine now in the goal-scoring race. You can bet they're going to try and feed him every chance they get. So I think they're going to lean that way the rest of the season and it begins tonight with the matchup against Anaheim so really that's all that the Jets have to play for is to set this guy up for a shot at the rookie award and I think you're going to see him uh, get lots and lots of opportunities uh, maybe more than we've seen even earlier in the year so I'm on him tonight I also look at Jonathan Huberdo in this range against Montreal he's a big rangy uh, forward who uh, the Canadians don't have an abundance of them in their top six uh, to defend against him and I think he could cause them fits uh, the Canadians have slipped up against some lesser like of late and Huberto might be a reason why they might uh, falter a little bit tonight possibly if if there's any chance Florida has it has to be a big effort by a guy like Huberto I think and let's take a look from 6,500 down to 6,000 AJ again there's a whole host of values including some first liners here that might be worth a look yeah I'm gonna go uh, all the way actually to the bottom of this line uh a range with Patrick Marlowe I think he's going to take on a, a bigger role with that, that Logan Couture injury. Um, he's got three goals and an assist in his last four outings, and he's getting pucks to the net, which I love, uh, 16 shots in his last five contests. So, you, you know, if when you're trying to find value, I like to target guys that are getting shots to the net. It's, it's a point category on FanDuel, which is huge. Uh, it means that they're getting some scoring opportunities, whether they can get a deflection for an assist or score the goal themselves. So uh, that's kind of where I tend to go. And Patrick Marlowe at 6,000 is a great value for a guy 
who's definitely uh, not afraid to put the puck on net. Well, and another guy who's factoring in just the same way, you could have changed the, the name to Willie Nylander for the Leafs. He's got points in 12 straight games, and that's a rookie record in the club's 100-year history. A, a remarkable stat when I, when I realize it, that it stood so long. But Nylander kind of to use your parlance, has flown a little bit under the radar because he's behind guys like Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews in terms of the uh, press clippings, but he's making his way into those in a big way of late. And for $6,500, I'll take a shot at that at that streak continuing tonight in Nashville. I'll also say, uh, again, on the other side of that puck, you can make a case for James Neal, who's one of the a pure sniper for the, the Predators, and anything that they do offensively might center around his work on the power play and, and regular uh, ice time as well. But there's a couple of other first-liners to mention here. Rickard Raquel for Anaheim has parlayed his... Per- he's been playing a lot of top six minutes all year and has par- parlayed it pretty much into a career-type season. And uh, anytime you get a, a first-liner at this price point, you got to take a look at it. Also, you make the case for a Sebastian Ajo, who's had a fantastic last month. Uh, I crept into the 5,000 range to bring his name up. I guess I couldn't wait, AJ, but uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll throw that name out there as another great value play in this group. And why don't you take a look at the five th- high 5,000s and let me know if there's another name that, that resonates with you there. Yeah, I got a pair of guys here that I like. Uh, Corey Perry for 5,900. He's got two goals and one assist in his last three outings. Now, he is seeing a, a third-line role right now, but he, this is a first-line pedi- uh, pedigree guy. He's still playing on the power play uh, his minutes are a little bit lower than than what you might you know really want um, but I definitely think he's going to be a major factor as they try and hold on to that first place in the uh, Pacific Division now if you are scared off by that third line assignment I'm not I think you know he's a guy to go with but if you really want to target a first line guy here Andre Palat is coming in at 5800 he's got two goals and six assists in his last five he's red hot and one of the guys that's going to be playing against Detroit. So Tampa, another team to kind of target here. Uh, and Andre Pallad, a great value option if you want to take advantage of that matchup. Well, and you, you said about third line minutes. Uh, don't don't uh, worry about Braden Shen in the same way. He's slated to be a third liner for Philadelphia, but he's been their most productive forward, I would say, uh, in the last uh, six weeks, uh, certainly last four weeks anyway, uh, in their drive to a postseason hopes and uh, really the guy is is a physical guy in the norm that you might expect when you mention the philadelphia pliers but they don't have a lot of players like him anymore maybe uh, the big winger simmons is, is the only other guy so uh shen for me is a guy to look for at fifty six hundred dollars tonight uh, that you mentioned and also highlight brandon Saad for columbus he gets a nice matchup against the uh, hurricanes i like that at $5,800 for a first liner. Uh, I'll be all over that one. And also, you can make the case for Nick Felino. Uh, the same thing applies. Another Columbus forward in the 5,600 range. Two guys that are getting first line minutes. Another, and I'll throw another one on the other side of the equation. Elias Lindholm, slated for first line minutes for Carolina, and he's also at 5,600 bucks. Uh, let's drop down to the 5,500 down to 5,000 range. AJ, there's a lot of players to go through here. Uh, some first line value as well. Well, so for me, I was looking for Patrick Eves for my lineup tonight. I, I couldn't find him anywhere. I was looking all the way up in the 6,000s. I, I, I seriously, I, I finally just gave up and used the search feature on FanDuel, and then I found him down here at $5,300. That's really mind-boggling to me. I don't know if they think he's still on Dallas or, or what's going on, um, but he's got five goals in his last five games. 
He's got the matchup against Winnipeg, which we mentioned. Uh, and for all the same reasons that, that Corey Perry is a great value for third line responsibilities at 5,900 Patrick Eves as a first line player, who's got, as I said, five goals in as many games at 5,300. I, I can't believe his price tags that low. I, I think you have to have this guy in your lineup tonight. I think it'd be a big risk not to, especially if you're in a GPP, you can save some money, have a guy that I almost certainly think is going to score tonight. Well, and I'll I'll counter that pick with Nikolai Ehlers, another guy who a couple of years ago, when the, in the anticipation of his draft year, it was noted that he was probably the most skilled player in that draft. And what he's done this year kind of uh, echoes echoes that anticipation. He's really delivered the goods for Winnipeg. And uh, apart from the no- noise around Patrick Laine, who's had a fabulous year, Nikolai Ehlers has had a real good uh, season for the Jets as well. And for $5,400, I'd like to get a piece of that action tonight. Good price point, good matchup. Uh, the goaltending situation, not that intimidating in Anaheim. I'll still say, even though Jonathan Bernier has been playing very, very well of late, I think Winnipeg will get a lot of shots on goal tonight. And Ehlers will be a factor in much of that offensive uh, output too. And uh, I'll drop down into the $5,200 range. I'll say uh, some nice things about Jordan Eberle. This guy, to me, has a high, high hockey IQ, AJ, and, and he's still playing top six minutes for the Oilers. And uh, I know we talked about Dreisaitl and McDavid, but this is a guy that I really like on this squad, and, and I'm a little surprised at his low price point as well. Let's go now bargain hunting now into the sub-5,000 range. Patrick Maroon tops this list along with Boone Jenner at 4,900 and on down. AJ, any highlights for you? Well, Patrick Maroon is is a player you definitely can make an argument for at this price range. Um, But when I'm looking for value, one thing I like to do is kind of see who's gotten injured lately and see who might be taking on a bigger role. Great point. And uh, with uh, with Zach Parisi out, Jason Pominville is up to second line. He's 4,300, so pretty cheap option. He's got two uh, two points in his last game. Again, his minutes are low because he's not normally uh, a top six guy. Uh, He's only seeing 14.09 of ice per night. Um, But also, you know, Craig Anderson hasn't been quite as dominant of late. He's got a 2.73 goals against average with just one win in his last five contests. So Minnesota, a team to target, uh, and Pominville is going to get a bigger role with Parisi out of the lineup. Well, you mentioned Maroon. He's uh, quite simply stated he's a guy that I must have in my lineup. And uh, good size, and he's the other complement to the Dreisaitl and McDavid unit. And for $4,900, you get a guy who skates with the NHL's leading scorer. That's that's a pretty good attraction for me. And another guy that I like in this group is David Backus. He plays a tough physical game. I told you the Bruins need this game. He knows it as much as anybody. And he didn't come here to miss the playoffs. So you can bet he's going to be fired up against a Dallas squad that he's seen a lot in the last few years coming from the Western Conference. But Backus plays a, uh, a grinding style that uh, probably is something that the Dallas Stars won't like to get locked up into. So I expect him to get a lot of ice, a lot of space tonight, and uh, take advantage of it in this matchup. AJ, let's go over to the blue liners. And the top of this list features uh, familiar names. Bre- Brett Burns and Eric Carlson dueling it out, duking it out for the Norris Trophy. They're all alone above the 7,000 range. Uh, what say you about these guys? Well, Burns is attractive at, at this price range because he's normally, uh, for much of the season, been up over 8,000. He's shaken off that, that seven-game pointless streak. Um, but for me, I think I still go with Carlson. He has the better matchup uh, in the goaltending that we talked about with Minnesota. You know, Brent Burns is going to be facing Edmonton, who have been red hot of late. Cam Talbot's been solid. 
Uh, and so because Carlson is still coming in just a little bit cheaper, it's only $300. It's not the huge gap we saw a couple weeks ago, but you need every, every dollar counts. And so Carlson being slightly cheaper uh, and having the better matchup, I think it's still the better option between these two. You know what? I love uh, Brett Burns, and he was critical to my success in a couple of other pools. <laughs> but I, I agree with your case for Carlson. He faces the softer goalie matchup and maybe the softer team matchup overall. In, in this battle and uh, so I favor that as well and save the 300 bucks like you say I think that's a great move uh, we look at the next range and it features a, another guy who's made a jump into the top tier of defensemen scoring and that's Victor Hedman at $6,700 and behind him Roman Yossi who's kind of disappointed in terms of his offensive output do you like either of these guys in the 6,000 plus range AJ I, I am a little hesitant on both these guys tonight I mean Victor Hedman does have a good matchup but I think you can get some better value lower down. Uh, This isn't a knock on either player. I I think you can make cases to include them, um, but they're just so far ahead. I mean, Victor Hedman is $1,000 ahead of Dustin Bufflin, uh, and Roman Yossi's $900 ahead of Bufflin. So I just think you can get more value further down based on the output that you're getting from these two guys. And so I I, I fade both of them uh, despite, you know, decent matchups tonight. Well, I think I'd make the case for Hedman a little stronger than Yossi because he's got five assists in his last couple of games and he's produced big totals in FanDuel play of late. But like you said, if you want to go and save some money, there's ample opportunity for other first liners. But just of, the, of these two, I think Hedman is by far the better value, even though there's only a $100 discrepancy in their price tags for tonight's games. All right, let's go to the high 5,000s, AJ. Uh, tell me what you like about the, that grouping, if anything. Yeah, again, this is another group where there is still value to be found. Now, Dustin Bufflin is a great player, um, but Anaheim's goaltending has been really strong of late. Uh, P.K. Subban just hasn't done what I think a lot of people were hoping he would this season. And then even Zachary Winsky, he's probably the best of the three here with the matchup against Carolina. Uh, Cam Ward did have a good outing, you know, now that he's uh, back in that number one role. But Wierinski, uh, for 5,500, probably the best of these three, although he hasn't scored in his, uh, a goal in his last six outings, has just three assists and, and no points in his last three contests. Uh, so this is another group I'm really uh, tending towards lower value guys in my lineup tonight other than Eric Carlson. Yeah, the, of the three, I like Bufflin of, uh, in this group. He's just a guy that's factored into Winnipeg's offense almost every game, getting shots on goal. One of the few guys in the league that can say that. But he just returned from an undisclosed injury uh, recently, so I'm a little wary of that circumstance as well. Uh, given what you uh, have added, I, I think I would fade this group and look for value below them in the uh, maybe even in the plus 5,000 range. I've got a couple of guys that I really like in this group. Yeah, it, and once you get down, you know, below that 5,500 mark, there are some some serious value options here. Uh, I like Shea Weber for the matchup he's got tonight. He's 5,200, Montreal facing, facing Florida. Um, but the one guy I'll really highlight is going to be Ryan Ellis, 5,100 uh, bucks on FanDuel. He's got seven points in his last 16 games, and he's added 17 blocks. And those blocks are definitely going to add up some points there and get him a, a little bit uh, of consistency. So Ryan Ellis at 5,100 is, is my guy to go to 
uh, below, you know, anywhere in this 5,000 range. Well, and I'll add uh, another guy in the uh, low 5,000s that I really like is Tori Krug for the Bruins. He's been, he's ta- taken over from Stadeno Chara as the linchpin on the power play, uh, solidifying that group and making it a seamless transition from the aging superstar captain that they've had. Krug looks like to be the next guy, and he has ample opportunity against a very weak Dallas uh, defensive system that we've highlighted over and over. So I like that matchup a lot. And I echo your sentiments about Shea Weber. To me, he's uh, maybe the screaming hot value among defensemen at $5,200. This guy is the leader of this team, apart from Carey Price. And uh, you can bet that he will not allow them to have a letdown against Florida, just as they had a couple of missteps recently. It's getting too close to the playoffs, and this guy knows what the price tag is there in terms of not being prepared. So he, he, he will rally the troops off the ice, and I'm sure he's going to show leadership on the ice. And maybe this is one opportunity where that translates into some big points for him too. There's other first-liners down here like Justin Falk, uh, Cam Fowler, uh, that you've got to take a look at. But also, even below them, at the, in the sub-5,000 range, AJ, there's a host of first-liners, even second-liners that might make sense. Who do you like in this, this area? Yeah, you mentioned the first-liners available down here. I mean, matchup alone, you've got to look at Andre Markov, Jared Spurgeon. Both of them should have favorable contests tonight. Uh, for a little bit of a contrarian pick, a guy that might not be targeted uh, for your GPP contest. I like Keith Yandel of the Panthers. Now, I know he's going to face Carey Price tonight, and that's a tall order, but he's got four assists in his last three contests. He's 4,600. He is their top line uh, uh, option. He plays on the power play, and so it's definitely a bit of a, a contrarian pick, as I said, uh, And so, but a guy might be worth targeting in gpp options and i'll throw the name of seth jones out there again when i hearken back to his draft year not too long ago where people were saying oh this guy's got tons of offensive skill we're starting to see it this year as part as he completes uh, his game uh, he's a great all-around defenseman he's emerged already uh, in that regard this season gets a great matchup against carolina and the, the jackets need this game they can't afford a misstep against a team that's not going to make the playoffs as they hope to Uh, grab first place in that very competitive metropolitan division so jones will be a part of their effort to make that happen in a big way tonight i think against carolina aj let's take a look at the netminders these are the keys to my team setup every night and again at the top of the list we see two familiar names that are duking it out for vesna trophy consideration sergey bobrovsky probably at the head of that pack and he's at the head of the price tag table tonight at 9400 but right behind him is Carey Price of Montreal we've hearkened uh, hearkened about uh, back to that matchup a few times in this broadcast what do you think about these two goalie matchups do you favor one over the other you really can't go wrong with either I mean they are both just phenomenal and so when you have goalies that are this close that have similar matchups I mean Carolina's not not been uh you know a, a powerhouse they've been better of late they they have come on strong at in, in the end of the season, but they're still not one of those elite-level teams. And so for me, I give the slight edge to Carey Price because you can save $200, um, but really you can't go wrong with either one of these guys tonight. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I favor Price. He's got the home ice matchup as opposed to the road, which uh, Bobrovsky takes his act to Carolina. But both teams certainly are favored in their matchups. And uh, I'll, I'll go with Price, too. In fact, he makes the, the nets in my team. We'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, next up on the list is Jonathan Bernier. You know what, AJ? I know you kind of 
bought into what he's done uh, of late, and the stats certainly show it. I can't bring myself to spend $8,700 on him, particularly when he's in Winnipeg against a pretty good offense there. I'm fading him in that spot. Uh, Do you like him any better than me? And what do you say about the rest of the guys, say, uh, $85,000 and more? $8,500 and more, I should say. I do like him, and I'm going to use him tonight. Paul will throw a little side uh, Ah, dollar to Looney bet on that one. Uh, and, and for me, I'm going to use either one of these guys. Bern, uh, as you said, uh, Jonathan Bernay is probably going to get the start tonight. But in the event that they like to give it to John uh, Gibson as the backup, that's a perfectly fine option for me as well. They're both coming in at 8,700, so it'll be a quick and easy switch uh, tonight. If you, you know, if you do want to shy away from that, that Winnipeg offense, you know, there are some other options here. Uh, Craig Anderson, I, I mentioned that he struggled. Tuka Rask is in this price range, but Dallas uh, can put up some goals. Uh, Freddie Anderson is facing Nashville. Who Nashville is a really up-and-down team, so he, he could uh, be good to use there, uh, but they can also score. So for me, uh, I think the Anaheim goaltender, whichever one it ultimately ends up being, is the one in, to go within this range. Yeah, I have to say, I have to give a nod to Tuka Rask. He's the only reason Boston's still in this race. He's really saved them in a few games earlier on. And uh, this is a game where he has maybe have a, a, cha- a bit of a chance to get a night off unless uh, the aforementioned Tyler Sagan and company go uh, nuts uh, offensively, which they're capable of. But I think Boston's just playing a tougher game right now. And maybe that gives uh, Rask a chance to get an easy win there. Uh, Craig Anderson's been fabulous for the Senators, and he gets a better matchup than he had anticipated with Dubnek sitting out so maybe that makes a good case for him uh you mentioned Freddie Anderson this is a tough one for me even though I'm a big Leaf fan I'm a little nervous about this one and maybe uh, the people that play him are hoping for a contrarian issue where he's not wholly owned or largely owned in in your plays tonight because of his iffy status health-wise but the Leafs have been a pretty good road team and uh, they they know what's at stake and and you can bet Babcock will have them ready every game this the rest of the season so uh, and I, I also mentioned Matthews and a few other others play some of their best hockey away from Toronto so the fact that they're on the road the fact that he's injured certainly build a case that he might not be the best pick but he could certainly rise up and grab a nice victory for you and uh, be quite that contrary on tournament type play that that uh, puts you in the winner's circle there in the sub 8500 range we've got a number of projected starters AJ including Martin Jones who you've talked a little bit about but uh, can you make a case for him any stronger or are you looking elsewhere in this group for value? Uh, I think I am going to look elsewhere only because Martin Jones is going up against Cam Talbot. Uh, and, and this is going to be a premier matchup between these two. You know, I talked uh, in past shows about trying to avoid uh, top end guys going up against each other. And so uh, I'm going to switch it up here on you, Paul, a little bit and actually go with Andre Vasilevsky. Yeah, I like my pick. recommendation in this yeah. group. I love uh, that. I love that pick. Yeah, he's been, uh, he's got wins in his last two. Uh, He shook off a a little bit of a a slump there. He had three losses in a row in which he allowed four goals to get to the back of the net. Now he did get shelled for four by by the Blackhawks in his last appearance, but still got the win. Uh, And so I think against Detroit, who they last faced uh, on March 24th, he allowed just one goal, 29 saves on 30 shots, 31.2 in the uh, FanDuel game. 
tally. And so I think facing Detroit again is a good uh, time to capitalize on him. Yeah, well, if you didn't grab him, I would have said something nice about him too. But a uh, great pick there. I'm going to add Thomas Grice is another guy that might, you might look at in this range. He's allowed a total of two goals in each of his last three starts. So pretty solid efforts uh, getting off the schneid. He was a bit, in a bit of a funk prior to that. I, I think his good play continues tonight in a, in a tough matchup that I think will be low scoring against Philadelphia. And he has a chance to put up a pretty good game score if he does pull off the victory for $8,200. That would give you a little bit of latitude to bolster your squad elsewhere. AJ, that's our look at the ranges and uh, the price tags that we see in each each group. But before we get into our lineups, I want to give thanks to our sponsors uh, at FanDuel with a reminder that baseball is just around the corner. Heck, it's, it's just a few days away now. Don't get stranded on first base without a RotoWire subscription, folks. And don't miss out on this great offer. Make your first deposit on FanDuel today and you'll get a free six-month RotoWire subscription. Go to FanDuel.com slash RotoWire to claim it. You must be a new FanDuel dual user to be eligible, and users may only establish one account on FanDuel. That's FanDuel.com slash RotoWire. Okay, partner, let's take a look at our lineups. Who do you have at center ice? Well, I talked about Derek Brassard. I am going to use him tonight at 4,700. Uh, I'm going to definitely save and go low on my centers tonight. And one guy I did not mention earlier is Victor Rask with Carolina. Uh, I didn't mention him because of the matchup. I really kind of picked him just to fill in a spot. Uh, because I liked what I was building with the rest of my lineup. He's contributed uh, not uh, not that well of late. He hasn't broken the 10-point mark recently, um, so definitely a risky option, but I thought he was the best available center at that low price range. Uh, this really was the last spot I had to fill, and I only had uh, 4000 bucks left to do it, and so I picked him. Um, it's not a pick I love. Uh, definitely didn't highlight him earlier, uh, but sometimes you got to fill your lineup however you can. Uh, Paul, what did you do for the middle of your lineup? Well, I made the case for these two guys. I spent up a little bit at the pivot position. I've been doing that a lot lately, and it's helped me in terms of uh, getting to the pay window, so I'll stick with that and put Patrice Bergeron in there for the Bruins against Dallas. We've talked. I talked a lot about that matchup pretty, looking pretty lopsided to me, so I'll take a, a piece of that with Bergeron, and then I'll add Eric Stahl. I also made the case for him against Ottawa. Minnesota is homestanding, and I know they've got their backup goalie in, but uh, a number, oftentimes in this case, the home team will rally around their backup and protect him and at the other end of the ice Stahl has been carrying the hot stick so I don't mind spending a total of 13,600 to fill out my center positions I'm curious to know what you're going to do at for at the wing position given that you have some latitude now well yeah and the the whole reason I I got stuck with uh, that that low amount at center left is I did go with Nikita Kucherov for 8,500. I think his matchup is just too good. He's been too good of late. I I couldn't pass up on this guy. And then uh, I'm going to stack a a pair of uh, ducks here that I talked about earlier, Corey Perry at 5,900. And I'm going to use Patrick Eves at 5,300. I I don't know how you pass up on him tonight for that low, low price tag. And then round it off with Andre Palat, another Tampa Bay uh, player going against Detroit for 5,800. So Two lightning players, two ducks for me tonight at the wings. Definitely stacking on those games. 
Paul, how did your uh, wingers shake out? Well, you know, it's been fun for me to be able to pick some Leafs from time to time in this thing, indicative of the resurgence of my home homestanding club, and I'll keep going that route with Willie Nylander, who's on a 12-game point streak. I mentioned it's a Leaf rookie record. As long as he's producing points, I see no reason to keep him out of a lineup. Points are what makes your FanDuel thing go, and uh, I'll take him at $6,500, my most expensive winger tonight, actually. And uh, I made the case for Braden Shen as one of the more consistent flyers offensively. Uh, the Islanders have been uh, known to give up some big scores, even though the Grice has been better of late, uh, as I pointed out. But Shen has been a central figure in the Philadelphia offense, and I like that to continue tonight, even in a low-scoring game. I think he's a part of that action. Next up, I go a little bit lower than 5,000 for a pair of wingers that I, are first-line possibilities or probabilities. Uh, Patrick Maroon, I also highlighted earlier, he's uh, the third member of that Dreisaitl uh, McDavid group. And for $4,900, you get a, sk- a guy that skates with those two, I don't know how you can... I'd put myself in if I was priced at 49 <laughs> playing with those guys, AJ. And then uh, David Backus, I made the case for him. He's also getting first-line minutes. And to me, this is also matchup related I spoke about this guy's mean streak, his size and toughness. Dallas doesn't match that on the other side of the ice, and they've got the questionable goaltending. So for $4,800, that's an easy case for me. How about on the blue line, partner? You got two guys for me. Yeah, I went high-low with this. I, you know, I talked about Eric Carlson... I don't think anybody will be surprised that I threw him in my lineup at 7,400. Uh, that that matchup is just too juicy for me. He's one of the best options out there, and so I definitely wanted to use him tonight. And then I do have my lineup in in a GPP contest, and so to that end, uh, I am going to use Keith Yandel at 4,600. A little bit of a contrarian pick. I expect to see his ownership uh, pretty low tonight, and so I like to to take a little bit of a risk there and use him uh, on my blue line. Paul, how did you shake out as far as your defenseman? Well, I looked at the mismatch situations on a couple of these, and I was able to spend some money. At first, I had a couple of cheaper options, but then I found I had about $12,000 left, and that's way too much money to leave on the bench, even though you get a top-flight goalie in the mix, too. So I picked Tori Krug of the Bruins against Dallas. I've talked about the lopsided nature of, the, of that matchup, the way it looks to me, and Krug uh, and his value to the team right now is really, really high in terms of what he can deliver as a linchpin on the power play and the first first line or second line pairings on uh, likely a 25 minute workload tonight so uh, easy easy pick for me at 5100 and then I also I love Shea Weber against Florida Montreal at home this is the kind of game they don't slip up too much uh, but they have dropped a couple of these lately I just don't think that it happens again this close to the end of the season and uh, Weber is going to be central to an effort by Montreal to keep uh, some distance between uh, Ottawa and Toronto even as uh, their nearest pursuers at $5,200. We rounded out with our goalie picks. You already tipped your hand in that regard, and I think I did too, but let's hear what you have to say about your netminder. Well, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. I'm going to take, hopefully, the uh, the FanDuel win as well as the Looney to dollar bet win from you and use Jonathan Bernier tonight for $8,700. Uh, I think he's been too hot of late. Uh, you know, you mentioned that the Jets have some talent that, that can score, but their goaltending is a little suspect, and so I I would expect that the Anaheim netminder uh, comes out with the 12 points for the win. So that's why I'm using him. Your goalie, Paul. Well, I'm going to add a point uh, that makes me cheer for your guy because in the most recent trade between the two teams, Anaheim and Toronto, they've been frequent trade partners. 
the Leafs gave up on Bernier earlier, very early on in the season, obviously, with Frederick Anderson coming over. And they traded him away for future consideration, which is basically a draft pick if Bernier factors into a postseason run for Anaheim. I thought there was no way that would happen. But the way he's been playing of late, you have to think that they've got to take a long look at him and maybe give him a shot in the postseason. And I hope he comes through just because I want that draft pick. So go Bernier, go is what I'll say. But in terms of my goalie pick, I'm going to pick Carey Price of Montreal. It looks like too good a m- matchup. I told you guys, I ha- you and our listeners, I had lots of money left over uh, when I was building my original lineup. And Carey Price was in that lineup. He stays in. And at $9,200, I'm glad that I'm able to fit him in because I think this is maybe one of the easier looking wins on the board as I look at it from top to bottom. And that's what you want, more of a guarantee that, uh, as you can get. Uh, in that regard. So let's take a look. This is what we uh, have come up with. AJ, why don't you take us through what the optimizer said? And I know uh, looking at the list, it looks like we've covered off every name here except for maybe one. Yeah, the the optimizer kind of combining our lineups a little bit starts off with Ryan Kessler uh, for Anaheim at 5,800 and then David Krejci for Boston at 5,700. Solid kind of mid-range options, both uh, on the power play as well. Uh, the optimizer likes Nikita Kucherov at 8,500. Corey Perry, uh, who I highlighted for 5,900, and then Jakob Silverberg for Anaheim, uh, 5,600. So definitely, the optimizer likes the Ducks tonight using uh, three of them in the lineup. It goes back to Boston with Frank Vetrano, uh, three uh, 3,500 for him. He's a third line player, but is getting second line power play minutes, so not a terrible option there either. Uh, and then on defense, it has P.K. Subban for Nashville against your Maple Leafs uh, for 5,600. And then Shea Weber, a guy you talked about for Montreal, uh, he's 5,200 tonight. And then the optimizer rounding it out with your netminder, Carey Price, uh, 9,200. All right, AJ, that's the lineup talk, but uh, you have to level with me. We've talked all season long. Will they make it or won't they make it? Well, the Detroit Red Wings, with the Maple Leafs' victory over Florida last a couple of days ago, the Red Wings were finally eliminated from the playoffs for the first time in 25 years. Were a few of our Rotowire peers who are huge Red Wings fans a little more somber around the head office in the last few days? Well, they really haven't been. This, this has been a long time coming. I think Mike G and, and some of our other Red Wings fans were well prepared for it. Uh, so not too many long faces, uh, you know, no more so than usual uh, with how, how tough the season's been. Um, but I did want to point out, I heard an interesting stat yesterday um, that 56% of NHL players were not even born the last time the Red Wings failed to make the playoffs. That's over half the league has never experienced this before. So that's a very interesting uh, a stat, I thought. Uh, and then the other kind of interesting, intriguing fact is now the current longest uh, streaks belong to Pittsburgh at 11 straight seasons and Chicago at nine. That's not even halfway to what Detroit did. Uh, it's just a remarkable streak. You had to imagine, especially in the salary cap era, it was going to come to an end eventually. They really prolonged it for a long time. And it's it's all the more impressive when you add those two stats at the end. That's incredible statistics uh, by you. And I'm heartened by the fact that you mentioned Pittsburgh and Chicago because I remember it wasn't that long ago both these teams were bottom feeders in the NHL. But now they're two of the signature club clubs my club was a, has been a bottom feeder for way too long the Leafs and I'm hopeful that they start a streak like that beginning this season uh, with their first appearance in in years after an 82 game schedule so uh, hopefully it's a 
It's a portent, a sign of things to come in Toronto that uh, once you get to the bottom, you can stay near the top for a longer stretch of time as Detroit, Pittsburgh, and Chicago have shown. Around these parts too, AJ, there's a little more joy because there's going to be Canadian content in the playoff hunt after being shut out last year. I know you were a little surprised when I brought that to your attention. I think it's good for hockey that teams north of the border are making it. They get great ratings in, in Canada when the playoffs are on, so Bettman must be a little happier with that prospect as well. Yeah, absolutely. And the fact that the the Canadian teams make up a fourth of the league, none of them got in last year. None of the seven looks like potentially five. uh, If my quick uh, math here uh, shakes out, uh, looks like five are going to be in this year. So uh, definitely a a big draw up in Canada uh, and should be should be an interesting postseason. Uh, to say the least. I can't wait for it, and I'm sure we're going to talk about it on the next couple of shows at uh, Statsman and AJ Podcast, and uh, we hope that podcast, and we hope you tune in on Tuesday for that next episode, and uh, join us next week for next Thursday's DFS forecast. So uh, that's it, and that's all in our breakdown for the best FanDuel plays for Thursday's NHL schedule from me, Paul Bruno, who you can follow at Statsman22, and AJ Scholes, who's a great follow at AJ Scholes24. We encourage you to send us your fantasy hockey questions and we'll do our best to respond quickly and we look forward to our tuesday puck cast with statsman and aj for a full review of news and notes and maybe a little bit of a playoff tease around the nhl so long everybody